Welcome back to the Mythology Central Podcast. Today is episode 6, and I'm going to be telling the tale of the Prince and the Sphinx from Egyptian mythology. Hope you enjoy, and let's get on to the podcast. A long time ago, in ancient Egypt, there was once a prince named Thutmose. He was the son of the pharaoh Amonhotep and a grandson of Thutmose III, who was a successor of the legendary Queen Hatshepsut. Thutmose had many brothers and sisters. However, because he was the favorite son of the pharaoh, his siblings were constantly plotting against him. Usually, these plots consisted of them trying to make the pharaoh think that Thutmose was unworthy or stupid, and either way, unable to secede the pharaoh. Sometimes, the plots were directed at the priests, trying to trick them into thinking Thutmose was cruel or disrespectful to the gods. However, twice these plots were attempts upon his life. Understandably, these made Thutmose extremely uncomfortable and unhappy. He began to spend a lot less time at Thebes or up at the pharaoh's court, and more and more frequently took long, long expeditions into Upper Egypt or across the desert to the Seven Great Oasis. Even when the pharaoh requested, or even demanded his presence, he would slip away whenever he could with a few trusted followers to hunt at the edge of the desert. Thutmose was extremely skilled in many different manly abilities. He was an amazing bowman who could bullseye targets from many yards away. He was a swift charioteer who had horses faster than the wind, and he was strong enough that legend was he once wrestled two lions at once. Sometimes he would course antelopes for miles across the windy stretches of sandy desert or hunt lions in their lair along the banks of the Nile. One day, while the court was at their residence in Memphis for the great festival of Ra, Thutmose escaped a few miles down the Nile from Memphis to hunt along the edges of the desert. He took with him only two servants and drove his own chariot up the steep slopes past Sakira, where the great pyramid of Dijor stands. Away from the shrubs and the bushes on the banks of the Nile, and onto the stony stretches of sand and rock of the great Libyan desert. Thutmose and his servants had left at the crack of dawn, so they would have as much time as possible before the great heat of midday, and they had coursed the gazelle parallel to the Nile, however slanted up in the northward direction, leading them many miles away from it. By that time, the sun had reached too hot for hunting. Thutmose and his crew had reached a point that was not very far from the legendary Pyramids of Giza, which had been built over 1,200 years previous. They stopped to escape the heat and rest under some palm trees, but Thutmose, wanting to be alone and make his prayers, took his chariot and rode away over the desert, bidding his servants to wait for him. Thutmose sped away across the sandy desert, and at last he drew near to three pyramids, the pyramids of Kafu, Kafara, and Menkira, towering upwards towards the sky, and their shining tops leading the sunboat of Ra across its journey around the globe. Thutmose gazed up in awe at these gigantic man-made mountains of stone. However, most of his attention was caught by a stone head that rose out of the sand between the greatest of all the pyramids, that of the pharaoh Kafara. There was a carving of Hermachis, the god of the rising sun, in the form of a lion, with the head of a pharaoh of Egypt, the form he had taken when he became the hunter of Set's followers. 
Kafara had caused this sphinx to be carved out of an outcrop of stone that happened to rise above the sand near the causeway leading from the Great Pyramids to the Nile. Kafara had bid sculptors to shape the face of the sphinx in the likeness of his own. During the many centuries since Kafara had been laid to rest in his pyramid, the sands of the desert had been blown onto the sphinx, almost fully covering the stone carving. Thutmose could see no more than its head and shoulders, and there was a little ridge in the sand that marked its back. He stood for a long while, gazing up at the magnificent sphinx, crowned with the royal crown of Egypt, which was entwined with a cobra's head on its brow, and which held in place the embroidered linen which held the sun from head to neck. However, here the folds were of stone, and the head of cobra fitted onto the rock was made of gold. As the noonday sun beat down on Thutmose, he knelt and played to Herakmus for help with all of his troubles. Suddenly, it seemed to Thutmose that this great stone being began to stir. It heaved and struggled like it was trying to shrug all the sand off its body, and the eyes seemed like they were no longer made of lapis, but instead shone with life and vision. Then suddenly, the Sphinx spoke, a voice booming out in a great voice, yet it seemed to Thutmose, almost kind. Look upon me, Thutmose, Prince of Egypt, and know that I am Herakmes, your father, the father of all the pharaohs of the upper and lower lands. It rests with you to become pharaoh, indeed, and wear upon your head the double crown of south and north. It rests with you whether or not you sit upon the throne of Egypt, and whether the peoples of the world come and kneel before you in homage. If you indeed become Pharaoh, whatever is produced by the two lands shall be yours, together with the tribute from all the countries of the world. Besides all this, long years of life, health, and strength shall be yours. Thutmose, my face is turned towards you. My heart inclines to bring you good things. Your spirit shall be wrapped in mine. But see how the sand has closed in around me on every side. It smothers me. It holds me down. It hides me from your eyes. Promise me that you will do all that a good son should do for his father. Prove to me that you are indeed my son and will help me. Draw near to me and I will be with you always. I will guide you and make you great. As Thutmose stepped forward, the sun seemed to shine, so bright from the eyes of the Sphinx that they dazzled him and the world went black. Thutmose stumbled backwards and fell onto the rough, coarse sand. When he recovered, the sun was setting behind the shadow of Kafara's pyramid, and the shadow of the Sphinx was standing over him. Slowly, he rose to his feet and his vision came rushing back to him. Herakmus, my father, he cried. I call upon you and all the gods of Egypt to bear witness to my oath. If I become Pharaoh, the first act of my reign shall be to free this your image from the sand and build a shrine to you and set it in, in a stone, telling in the sacred writing of Kem, of your command, and how I fulfilled it. Then Thutmose turned to seek his chariot, and suddenly his servants came rushing up to him. They had been anxiously searching for the past four hours. Thutmose rode back to Memphis, and from that day on, all went well. Very soon, Amanhotep the pharaoh pronounced him publicly as the heir to the throne, and not long afterwards, Thutmose became the king of Egypt, and one of its greatest kings. 
That was the Egyptian tale of the Prince and the Sphinx. However, there are still many amazing tales to come out of Egyptian mythology, along with many other myths from many other cultures. I hope you enjoyed, and please check out next week's video, where I tell the Greek tale of Orpheus and Eurydice.